You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Tim Webb, and I'm here with Dr. David Klingler today. Our desire with our Teach Me the Bible podcast is helping the people of God understand the Word of God. And David, as always, we want to remind people to download our app, and uh, they can do that by going to the App Store, the Apple TV, or Roku app. But with every episode, I also want to remind our listeners that we have study guides, articles, blog posts, and uh, I know they have an opportunity to ask you questions that maybe may come out of our discussion that we have today, each and every uh, episode. And so, which, by the way, I've had people just very thankful for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage them to interact uh, in that manner. And so, but we um, also, uh, we have, I want to remind people about, uh, through our podcast, um, the story of God, the story of the Bible. They can go through that. I'm really... Also, just want to say this before we begin, because uh, we hadn't talked about this, but in our in our uh, on our website and through the app, uh, where to begin? Just before we get into Second mm-hmm. Peter today, I've had people who have come to faith, new to the faith, or maybe they've known Christ but never were discipled, and so it's almost like. How do we even start? And so I'm really appreciative of those kind of eight steps of where to begin as well. So I'm going to point people to that and also to our pastors and our leaders in the church. It's a great opportunity to introduce people to the Word of God. And Mm -hmm. so very appreciative of that as well. But today we're in 2 Peter and we're, we've done our overview, chapter one. Now we're starting with chapter two. And so um, let's let's start in with this discussion. Keep it going. Yeah. So so just a quick review of, of chapter one. So Peter's at the end of his life. Uh, he is, um, uh, and he wants to make sure that when he's gone, uh, that uh, that people will remember the words of the apostles and prophets. That's what he's mm-hmm. going to say actually in chapter three. Mm-hmm. And, and and the reason why that's going to be so important. Uh, that's chapter two. Right, mm-hmm. so he begins. But false teachers arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. Now, it's it's real important in this uh, this these this especially this verse. Uh, they will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. If we don't know who this author was writing, who P- Peter was writing to, why he was writing, um, then then we're left to our theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, to interpret this verse. And you say, well, how can someone deny the master who bought them? Does that mean they lose their salvation? What's what's going on there? But Peter is writing to Jewish believers. He's mm-hmm. going to, uh, it's the same group he was writing to in First Peter. Uh, this, beloved, is the second letter I'm writing to you in which I'm stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder. That's mm-hmm. chapter three, verse one. So we have First Peter, we've got, uh, got Second Peter. And, um, and Israel came, uh, Christ came to purchase Israel, to buy them mm-hmm. back, to lay down his life, to redeem them. Uh, and so uh, just as there were false prophets in the Old Testament, so there will be false teachers among you, Peter is saying to these Jewish believers. Mm-hmm. And they'll secret, uh, they, they will secretly introduce destructive heresies, 
even denying the master who bought them. They'll reject Christ. That's what they did in the Gospels. It's what they're uh, doing after the Gospels in the book of Acts. They're going to continue to do it. And in so doing, they're going to bring swift destruction upon themselves. And many will follow in their in their ways, in their sensuality. And because of them, the truth will be maligned. Uh, the, the problem with the that verse 2 is that because of them, mm-hmm. uh, many will follow in their sensuality. So, so we have these, uh, you know, many folks will follow along in, with these false teachers' um, teaching, uh, and because of them, the truth will be maligned. And you can't tell if the them is the false teachers, if it's the them who go mm-hmm. the way of the, of the false teacher, of believers who go the way of the false teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Um, their judgment from long ago is not idle. Their destruction is not asleep. Um, the, the illustrate He's going to go through several illustrations here to make his point. He's going to talk about God didn't spare the angels. Uh, you know, God judged the people in the flood but delivered Noah. He judged Sodom and Gomorrah, but he delivered delivered Lot. And he's going to make this point with Lot. And, and one of the things that I think is, um, is helpful— we actually have a couple PhD students who are writing dissertations in this area, that when a New Testament author, particularly in epistles, cites an Old Testament passage, mm-hmm. says, hey, go look at Lot. Well, what happened with that Lot story? The, 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 the Lot story actually makes the point, the same point that the author is making. And what is that that point? Well, first of all, he says, uh, because of them, the the truth is, uh, is maligned. Uh, um, well, who's the them? Is it the was the truth maligned? Go back to the Lot story. If you remember the Lot story, uh, this is back in Genesis uh, chapter eighteen, mm-hmm. going into chapter nineteen, uh, and the Lord says He's going to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, and Abram uh, now his name has been changed to Abraham. He says, mm-hmm. "Lord, you wouldn't judge the wicked with the righteous, would you? Um, what if there are a hundred righteous? What if there?" You know, fifty. He negotiates down to ten righteous people there. Then he, the Lord says, "Well, then I wouldn't judge him." And so the angels go, the messengers go, and they pronounce judgment. Uh, and uh, and Lot goes and tells his sons-in-law they don't right. even believe his message. Right. Right. So uh, was it be, they don't believe his message because of what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah, or was he a, or was he? Compromise. They, I think it's both and, right? Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. so when people are led the way of false teachers, it doesn't mean that they lose their salvation. It just means that the truth is maligned, mm-hmm. um, and it can't be passed down. Then, mm-hmm. see, that's the problem, right? Uh, and so, what's passed down is not the truth, but it's uh, but it's heresy. It's false. It's false teaching. When you say maligned, what do you mean by maligned? Uh, it's not. It's not, not uh, clear? clear. It's okay. not consistent. Um, okay. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, there's, you know, I think of uh, what Paul is says uh, to to the Philippians. You know, he's he's thankful that the uh, that the, the the word of God is preached. He's in prison, but some are doing it out of mm-hmm. uh, false motivation, out of evil motives. Motives, yeah. uh, and so um, uh, and so the way uh, there's several things here that that are to be pointed out. One, the truth is maligned, and so the truth cannot be passed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are witness, the believer's witness and testimony, because he's led the way the false teacher is compromised. Um, but also uh, how they entice by sensuality, by lust. And we're going to get uh, into this mm-hmm. more okay. in this chapter, greed. Uh, the appeal of 
best life now, health now, wealth now. It's been it's been appealing the whole mm-hmm. all the way through. It's how the serpent has always tried to deceive God's people. Mm-hmm. Give them the promises of the blessing that are only future. Give them now. Mm-hmm. Right? You can have it all now. Mm-hmm. Uh, come to Jesus; He'll fix all your problems now. Um, if you have a you know, a marriage that's struggling, come to Jesus, he'll fix it. If your mm-hmm. kids have cancer, come to Jesus, he'll fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's just not the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, we think you ought to come to Christ, and uh, and but the goal here is not best life now. The goal is eternal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... I think there's a fourth component to that, though. Also, when the truth is maligned, you're not allowing an opportunity for others to know the truth. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's no, that, the yeah. evangelistic side of this. That's what I'm saying. Your witness, yeah. your witness, witness is maligned, yes. and that's exactly yes. what yeah. Lot, uh, that was why Lot was yes. uh, was compromised. And so, mm-hmm. so, so Peter takes them through this uh, mm-hmm. chapter uh, uh, 2, verses 4 through 7, uh, and it's interesting, uh, another point here, he says, uh, uh, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction by reducing them to ashes, mm-hmm having made them an example to those who live ungodly thereafter. And he rescued righteous Lot. Righteous Lot. Mm-hmm. Why was Lot righteous? Because, you, you know, if you go back and read that story, you think, well, he sure isn't acting like it, you know. Mm-hmm. But we dare not forget that righteousness is not based on our actions, but often in spite of our actions. He, um, um, Abram walked according to the word of the Lord, and Lot walked with him. That's mm-hmm. in chapter mm-hmm. chapter 12 of Genesis verse 4. Uh, and so Lot was righteous by faith, apart from all evidence to the contrary. I mean, you look down there and you see Lot and you go, well, that, you know, not a whole lot of difference here, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so if he rescued righteous Lot, opposed by the sensual conduct of unprincipled man, by what he saw and what he heard, that righteous man, while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by their lawless deeds. Here's the point. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from temptation, and keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of uh, for the day of judgment. Um, you know, so so he that that's the negotiation negotiation that took place in do, in Genesis chapter eighteen. Um, you wouldn't judge the wicked with the righteous, would you? No, I wouldn't. Uh, how are they righteous? Righteous by faith. Lot was righteous by faith, mm-hmm. uh, and so. Um, what uh, the 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 point here is that you have these believers and they have two choices to go. Um, they can continue the word uh, to follow the words of the apostles and prophets. This is the the way of truth, or they can uh, they can go the way of the false teachers and have the truth maligned. Now they're they're going to be saved. So we've turned everything into whether or not someone is saved or not. Right. Can you lose your salvation? We're going to head down to this verse. Well, mm-hmm. can you lose your salvation? What does it mean that their last state is worse than their first? Well, was Lot better off before he went to Sodom and Gomorrah or or after? Well, he's yeah. better off before. Right. Uh, he, he goes down there and the truth is aligned and, and you know, he's compromised and he gets out of there barely. He comes out smelling like soot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or would you rather have your entrance... Uh, amply supplied, abundantly supplied mm-hmm. into the into right. the kingdom, and so Peter is writing this letter so that you won't go the way of the false teacher. Because here's how they're going to do it. He says uh, these false teachers that they're those who indulge the flesh, corrupt uh, desires, and despise authority. Well, what authority they're despising? They're despising the authority of the apostles and prophets. Mm-hmm. They're rejecting Christ. They're rejecting 
uh, you know, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. They're even denying the master who bought them. They reject all the authority. They think that they are, uh, you know, they're their own authority and, and they get their teaching from themselves. Uh, and so, whereas angels who are greater in might and power uh, do not bring a reviling judgment against them before the Lord, but these, these false teachers, like unreasoning mm-hmm. animals, born as creatures of instinct to be captured and killed, reviling where they have no knowledge. There's a contrast between their no knowledge mm-hmm. and the apostles' true knowledge back mm-hmm. in chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the, the, He says that we have the true knowledge of him. So they have no knowledge. We have true knowledge. Mm-hmm. They reject authority. Uh, we uh, you know, follow the authority. In fact, in some ways, the apostle is the authority. Um, uh, they have no knowledge. Uh, will in destruction of those creatures also be destroyed, suffering wrong for the wages of doing wrong? They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. Their stains and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions as they carouse with you, mm-hmm. having eyes full of adultery, never cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. Uh, what makes them unstable? He's going to say uh, that they are uh, untaught and unstable. What? Uh, they, 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 you know, untaught and unstable, distort. What makes them, well, because they haven't been, they haven't walked the trail of the apostolic doctrine. They haven't mm-hmm. gone down the trail of, of, of teaching. So they're, they're unstable. They're, they're enticing unstable souls. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, having hearts trained in greed, accursed children, forsaking the right way, they've gone astray and they've followed the way of Balaam. Balaam was a, Profit mm-hmm. for hire. He was in it right. for the cash. He loved the wages of unrighteousness, but he received a rebuke from his own trans- uh, for his own transgression from a donkey, speaking uh, with the voice of a man. Restrained the madness of the prophet. So these false teachers, they are springs without water, mist driven by the storm, for whom the black uh, darkness is reserved. For speaking out arrogant words of vanity, arrogant words of vanity, they entice by fleshly desires. You want to know how to not be led astray? Look out for people who are trying mm-hmm. to entice you mm-hmm. by fleshly desires, yep. um, by sensuality, um, those who barely escape the ones who live in there, promising them freedom. Freedom. There, there's another one. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, promise them freedom. You know, while they themselves are slaves to corruption. For what a man is overcome when he is a slave. For if after they've escaped the knowledge of the world uh, by the true knowledge of Him. Uh, and are again entangled with them and overcome by them, their last state is worse for them than their first. And, you know, that's Lot. Did Lot have it better before he went to Sodom and Gomorrah after? Mm -hmm. Certainly before. It would have been better them not to know the way of righteousness, you know, the way of righteousness, the the way of the apostles and prophets, Mm -hmm. than to have known it and turned away from the holy commandment given to them. In other words, uh, they... You know, he's not saying it would have been better for them not to be saved. He's right. saying it would have been better that they were saved and they start down this trail and then they desert the trail because they're led astray mm-hmm. uh, like Lot was. And their last uh, is place is worse than their first. Uh, and so it has happened to them uh, um, that uh, it's like the true proverb. The dog returns to its vomit. A sow, a sow after washing returns to wallowing in the mire. Um, there's so many points that I think need to be emphasized here 
um, and he's going to get to it right here in chapter three, mm-hmm. uh, that any time after his departure, after he dies, uh, that you will be re- able to remember the words spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and the command of the Lord spoken to you by your holy apostles. Um, so many of our people don't know, they don't know it. They don't mm-hmm. know the Bible. Why not? Because mm-hmm. they haven't been taught it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so they are susceptible to being led astray. Um, the other thing that I would say is so many pastors and so many uh, churches are led by false teachers. And, you know, it doesn't, I'm not saying they're not saved. I'm saying they're leading people astray. And because of them, the truth is maligned. Um, you know, does that mean they're not saved? Does that mean they didn't believe the gospel? I, I remember one time I was watching a certain uh, televangelist and it was just health and wealth and mm-hmm. just one thing after another. Right. And and then, um, you know, he probably shared this clear presentation of the gospels I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And then he went right back to his stuff. Right. And I remember thinking, yeah. someone could have been saved right there. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, as Paul would say to the Philippians, you know, so in that I will rejoice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Christ was proclaimed, you know, people were saved. That's good. Uh, but it's not good that people are led astray uh, into, you know, these fleshly desires and mm-hmm. uh, health and wealth that, that if you come to Jesus, you're going to fix right. all your problems. That's hardly the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was never the case in the first century. Um, uh, ask Stephen or Paul or Peter or any of the Any James. of the martyrs early on. Yeah. Uh, and. And it's um, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That hasn't changed. It started with, you know, with the story of Cain and Abel, and it continues all the way until today. Uh, and so, um, it's very enticing to say, "Come to Christ, and He'll fix all your problems." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God has a wonderful plan for your life. I say, "Well, He does," but we better get the timing of that, that <laughs> right. right, right? How that's appropriate? Yeah, <laughs> uh, because um, yeah. because when you sign up. Mm-hmm. When you place your faith in Christ, uh, God's desire is your faith is for your faith to be perfected, mm-hmm. and that comes most often through suffering, mm-hmm. uh, through trials, through tribulations. Now we all have those believers and unbelievers; they all have the same. Right. Uh, you're going to get some of the same dose of that just because we live in a fallen world, mm-hmm. but you're going to get the additional um, persecution of the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you align yourself with Christ. Satan's not happy about that. Mm-hmm. The world's not happy about that. And we can certainly see that in all places in our culture today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, as we think about how this passage might relate to us, boy, I, I tell you, uh, the, the serpent's enticement has always been based on fleshly desires. Yes. And, and that's not simply a... Um, uh, it, it's not necessarily a, a, a bad thing, you know, um, my son has cancer. I, I want it to. I don't want him to have cancer anymore. Right. Well, well, amen to that. Yeah, that's right. 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 Um, mm-hmm. No, no one is for sin, sickness, sorrow, death, or suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, but where Satan entices, where the false teacher entices, is this false promise that if you, you know, give me money, if you believe this. Mm-hmm. God, God will, will fix this. it today if yes. you just have enough faith. See, yes. and that's right. And so you must not have enough faith, and that's why your kid still has mm-hmm. cancer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Say, like, no. Um, Which would you say this is also why, or play into why the church often today looks like the world? Like oh, no distinction. Yes. So we say, well, there's no power in the church. There's no difference. So why should I be a part of the church? It's no different. 
because the church has been compromised. The truth has been maligned. Uh, And so the, Mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, people will look at the church and they say they're no different. They're they're Mm -hmm. chasing the same things. things. Mm -hmm. They just think that they're going to attain it through, you know, through through their religion. Right. Uh, and so I always say, you know, the world's doing their job of making the distinction clear. Mm-hmm. The church is the ones that aren't doing their right. job. You know, if you right. say, who's not doing their job? I think yeah. the world's doing a great job. And I find that wonderfully refreshing that they're mm-hmm. doing their part, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's time for us to do our, our part, part, right? Uh, and uh, and what does that look like? It looks like living according to the words of the apostles and prophets so that we're not untaught and unstable, tossed here and there mm-hmm. by every wind of doctrine, you know, as right. Paul would say. Uh, but but uh, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head. That We need to know what that means. Right. And if we don't teach it, our people won't understand it. Uh, and mm-hmm. so uh, one thing that's going to happen after, uh, so, so Peter's going to write this letter. Um, Paul's going to write very similar things. Uh, but what Peter doesn't mention in this letter is that there are going to be those in the church that are entrusted with the words of the apostles and prophets, and they will be judged by how they carried out that teaching. Right. Were teach they faithful to teach the words of the apostles and prophets, or were they the false teachers mm-hmm. that were led astray by their own desires, their own lust, and love the wages of unrighteousness and all that? And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and in uh, just in closing, I'd, I'd say you know, just because you teach falsely doesn't mean you have evil motives. Mm-hmm. It just means you're untaught and unstable. You don't know. And, and we've come to the place in so much of our uh, Christian tradition where we just think that training or learning the scriptures is a is a bad thing. It's unspiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course they've they've redefined spiritual, right? Right. Um, you know, Paul would say that he's spiritual because he, um, you know, because he knows the word, mm-hmm. not because he, you know. Wanders around with, you know, waiting Mystical to gifts. yeah, yeah, right. waiting to hear some mm-hmm. new revelation. Right. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, we have the mind of Christ, and He who is spiritual listens to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul, right. Paul would say, "Well, that's not hard, but you got to know the words of the apostles right. and prophets." And so that's the so so that's the the message and the warning mm-hmm. that uh, that Peter is uh, is giving in chapter two, and he's going to return back to it in chapter three. Good. Well, David, thank you so much for today. And again, I want to remind everyone to continue uh, in this conversation with us. I want to point people back to our website and the app. And just so you, for individually, they can continue in this discipleship. But we always want to encourage people, gather together with the saints, a local body of believers, join in, be a part, encourage your pastor. Uh, he, he needs help <laughs> and we're part of the body and we need to stay together united in the faith so thank you for today David thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast our desire is to use the power of God's word to change lives for more information download our app join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible <laughs>